welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Managed Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destined for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and today I'm having so much fun at Potapalooza June 2022, being able to meet, connect with, and interview some amazing, amazing guests. And now I have none other than Dot Campbell. Dot's going to tell us a little bit about her journey and where she got to where she is with, um, oh, let's see. Mind and a la 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 la. What what was I going to say? Self power when body, mind, and spirit become one. We're going to talk about that other body, soul, spirit connections. But my first question for Dot before we get on her path is what does success mean to you? Okay, great question. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I, I love this. Um, success to me is like, it's such an individual personal thing. So everybody has their own definition of success. Mine was different 20 years ago, and I've been doing this spiritual work for 30 years and it keeps changing. But my basic definition of success for me is to see my students and clients create and live the lives that they were truly put here for, you know, to have balance peace and love in their lives and just enjoy life. And that's every time I see someone in my group get to a point where they wanted to be and they're so happy and content and have manifested everything they want in their life. I'm just like over the moon. It's like, okay, this really works and I can keep doing it. So uh, when we had a little quick pre-conversation before I hit the record button and Dot said, yeah, I was in the financial world and you had to like whisper like, oh yeah, I do Reiki. And it's, it's so funny because in my world, a lot of the people I hang around with, I still kind of have to whisper it a little bit. And many of them don't even know because you know what? I got my peeps that know what I do and I got my peeps that just are my besties. So um, tell me, tell me a little bit about your journal journey. I started in housing and now I've stepped into the woo side and you started in finance and tell me about you. Well, um, from a very young age, I was, uh, they called it ESP, but it's really intuition. You know, when you grow up and realize what it is. So as a kid, I was a little over the edge. I was never the absolute normal kid there was always some but it was okay because in in fourth grade they told my parents I was slow which was one step away from retarded you know it's like she does these things and she wants us to call her aunt when there's nothing wrong and then they'd call her and she was sick so it was like but that's okay but once they labeled me as slow they accepted anything I did that was weird so it kind of the universe knew what it <laughs> when it made me slow. 
but I was too stubborn to stay slow. And at 42, I got diagnosed as dyslexic. So that's what the slow was about. But when I was in fourth grade, they hadn't identified dyslexia. It was just you were slow. So from that point, I, I fought my way through everything. And by the time in, at 42 that they said that uh, I had a learning disability, I was already an officer in a bank. I had um, a PhD. I had a master's in education. I had a gazillion different certifications. And I'm going, so what does that mean? If I'm just what would it look like if you hadn't been slow? <laughs> So the universe knew what it was doing because then I tried that much harder to prove that I wasn't slow. So I did all these things, but I ended up helping a lot of women that, that I worked with, you know, they would see me, I would just use my intuition in corporate to move to higher and higher in the corporate. And when I got as high as I could go in one company, I'd just move on to another one. And most of the women, um, would come to me and say, how are you doing this? How are you moving through the company like this? We know you're too square to be sleeping with anybody. So how are you doing this? And I said, first of all, thank you. And secondly, let me tell you, let me give you my speech, Campbell 101. And it's all about how you feel about yourself, what your internal process is. You can't look outside of yourself and decide, you know, you fix me and you fix me. It all begins and ends with you. You have to look at yourself and grow. So they talked to me into doing classes. So I started teaching women's classes at night in the colleges. And it was all about their self-esteem and believing in themselves and reprogramming all of those beliefs that had been programmed into women as I was growing up over the years. You have to be this, you have to be this, you have to be this. And just go into autopilot all the time. So that's what happened. Then I became a hypnotherapist and I became a Reiki master and uh, an intuitive dowser. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger. Every time I turned around, there was an, oh, I have to study that. And oh, I have to study that. <laughs> so I just kept putting it on. In fact, it was a, it was a joke with my son. He'd say, you know, when my mother passes, they're going to be putting the lid of the casket down and she's going to be going, no, no, one more. I have to finish one more. I have one more certification to do. I said, oh, no, that's not where it's going to be. But I learned from the women that I talked to how um, put upon a lot of them felt, you know, and I wasn't that way because I was an only child and my father treated me like a boy and my mother treated me like a girl. So I had both worlds kind of like I was a terrible tomboy. And I was, but, but they got into the roles of, OK, this is what I'm supposed to be and never questioned it. So it was like when they were in corporate, they just exchanged what their parents had told them for what their boss told them. So um, it was like, I couldn't accept that. So the ones that came to me, then I started the classes and I started teaching women's classes. And, and I was just amazed at how strong they got once they knew that they were strong, that they didn't take somebody else's definition of who they were. So that's kind of, and, and then the spiritual part just kept getting bigger and bigger. And I actually left financial and started my own consulting company and have run three different companies since then. Uh, and then just evolved into just all spiritual work. And that's what I do now. I mentor people on spirituality and um, whatever they need. You know, they'll call me, people don't 
schedule a session for hypnosis or Reiki, they just call me and say, I need a session. And I will know what they need when they get here or when I'm on the phone with them because I, I've never marketed. In fact, I'm amazed I'm on this pot of a loser because I never market, I never advertise myself. It's all just word of mouth. But I think it's time that I get out there. So somebody somebody let you know about Potapalooza and you said yes. Yeah, I did. I went, oh, what a good idea. Yeah, it's it's so much fun. This is my second time being a podcaster on it. So um I, I love it and I love all the people I meet. So I I love the fact that you you took what you knew and what you learned and and used it to your benefit to to work your way up in corporate America and get to where, you know, as high as you wanted to go and then, you know, checked out and stepped out. I, I kind of had a little bit of a similar journey, although I'm, I'm very new at um, using my skills and talents uh, in the healing arts. I'm, you know, they just grow and grow. And I'm, I'm amazed at the stories (laughs) on how people got in this space where they are um, and and why it matters. And I think it's very important and key that you were helping women, especially at a time where women didn't really move up in organizations as quickly. And you were helping them rewrite that programming at the time. My mother was at the community college when I was 12, 13 years old. And she was in a transactional analysis class. And the instructor said, you know, it's like you have this programming and you have these tapes and these tapes play in your head and you need to erase that tape and put a new story on it. So if you don't like your programming that you got from your parents, from school, from whomever, you need to just erase that tape and, and record a new one. So I had like been hearing this. Yes. For a very long time. So it, it, there was a little bit of, it naturally came to me and a little bit of, but does it really work? Like what? And then you, you get that call from a client and they're like, let me just tell you what happened. And you're like, what? And I played a small part, right? In that situation. But you're the catalyst that got it started. You know, if if it wasn't for you, that person never would have thought of going that direction or understood how to do anything. And that, you know, that's what I say to people. I just teach you the tools and techniques. I don't, I don't do it for you. I can't, I have no magic wand. I don't have a silver bullet, but I have a ton of very easily learned tools and techniques to get you where you need to go, but you have to do the work. I can't do it. You know, it's just, and if they're willing to do the work, they can change their lives around. Um, just amazingly, they end up, you know, even late in life, finding that, where were you 20 years ago when I needed, I said, I've been right here. Where were you? <laughs> I was hanging out where I am. So would you be willing to share with me and my get my um, listeners, like one tool or one technique, because a lot of us are in a space and place and we're like, I may not really like this. I may want to be somewhere else. Maybe I don't even know where I want to be, but I kind of am uncomfortable where I am. So maybe that means I'm ready for a change. Can you give us a hint? Yeah. Well, 
I have a lot of them. I think uh, what I'll do is uh, one of my things for today was going from stress to success. Love it. And so there's there's a few tricks that I have in my book about that. And and one of them is just a hot air balloon thing where you put everything that's bothering you. It's, it's kind of a, like a 10 minute process that you go through. I'll do with people over the phone that's very quick and then they can do on their own. And it's about just imagining that you're putting on pieces of paper all of these things that are annoying you, even people, and you throw them in the, the basket of a hot air balloon and you just let it drift away. And as it drifts away, you just allow your body and mind to release all of that concern and stress that that individual, that situation, whether it's your job or your husband or your kids, you're not hurting them at all. You're just putting what they're creating in your emotions into that basket and let it drift away. And I don't care if you have to do it 20 times a day, just do it, get rid of it. When I was in corporate, I had women that go, well, how am I gonna do that? You know, my boss just did this and they're all saying, I said, go in the ladies room, close the door. You know, they're not gonna come and get you. So just relax, use your hot air balloon, let it get rid of the stuff. And that came back to the desk, so happy and so free and starting over again. So that's, the easy one. Uh, the other one I wrote, I wrote a book on, it was my first book. It was like back in the early nineties, I guess. And it's called emotional CPR. So, you know, um, CPR is to breathe life back into your body. So mine is emotional CPR because it's emotions that create stress for us. And, you know, if it's not a happy emotion, it's a bad one. So there's only two, that's only two directions you can go with those. So what I have people do is the emotional CPR, the C is for into your head, you just cancel. If somebody says something negative to you or something judgmental, or you even say it to yourself, you know, we can be our own worst enemies. And you say, you just say into your head, you say the word cancel. And then you have a, you positively replace whatever happened. Like even a lot of my clients, I have them start out with, I'm a loving, caring person. So if they're judging themselves or berating themselves about some little thing that they did, they just go in their head and say, cancel, I'm a loving, caring person. You can't just say cancel because the subconscious mind abhors a vacuum. So it's going to repeat to you. It never shuts up. It's kind of like me. It just keeps going and going. So if you don't replace it with something positive, it's going to go back to the negative thing that got you aggravated in the first place. But if you just say cancel, I'm a loving, caring person or whatever you sense about yourself that makes you feel good about you and just replete, you'll see a smile come to your face. You'll just feel it because your subconscious mind will go, yeah, we are a loving, caring person. We don't have to feel like that. We're good. So CPR, the C is for cancel. The P is for positively, positively replace. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, it's a small book that I give people because that's exactly all it is. It's just something that I created when I was first working with clients because they, in fact, I laugh because my business cards, I don't have a regular business card. What I have is a permission slip. When I started teaching women and I, I would tell them what they needed to do and everything to get back on track and they'd go, well, you know, I don't know if I said, just tell them the dot said you could do it. And so they go, okay, as long as they didn't have to blame themselves, like I said, just blame me, it doesn't matter. So I ended up making up a larger 
business card and on it, it's a permission slip, okay? And it's all the things that you can do for yourself. So I give you permission to take care of you. I give you permission to be the first in line. I give you, so it, it's something that they can have all the time that if they get frustrated, they look at that and go, yes, I can go get myself an ice cream cone. Dot said I could do that. <laughs> so it, it's just easier for them. I want to steal that. I want to steal your permission slip idea. That okay. is. If you give me, you send me your email, I'll send you the whole thing about it. <laughs> I, I love that. And, and when you say cancel and positively replace, I had a situation that truly happened. And, you know, we're, we're grown women, like I'm over 50, I'm kissing another decade. And a girlfriend of mine and I had to stop by somebody's house and um, something extremely, number one, untrue, number two, derogatory, and number three, just uh, mean, was said, to me. And she just looked at me flat out and, you know, you Jennifer. And I said, you know, I don't think that was a compliment. Like, I, I don't think it was. So my friend and I leave and she goes, Oh my God, I can't believe she said that to you. Are you upset? Like I should have taken up for you. And I said, Oh, girlfriend, there was not a thing that came out of her mouth. That was true. So no, I, like I reject, I didn't say cancel, but along the way it was like, I reject that. That is so not me. This is who I am. And so, no, I am not upset about that because there was no reality in that. And she was just like, wow, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you went from there to here so quickly. And it was like, when somebody says something that is so completely false, you just have to immediately reject it. And you know, no, that's not who I am. This, you know, you, you know who you are. So <laughs> this, you just have to reinforce your subconscious mind. Now nah, that's a bunch of crap. This is who I am. This is, <laughs> and just move forward. There are some people who just stay with that. They get it programmed into their subconscious mind and they begin to act out what the person said they were and all they become that person now and they go what happened to you last week you were this loving caring person and this week you want to tear everybody's face off what you know because you're just sitting in that you know whatever gets your attention gets created you know so we create our own reality all the time so if if, if you buy into what they say if there's even the slightest doubt in your subconscious mind that that was true. Any piece of that was true. You got to get rid of it. Otherwise, it's just going to keep repeating and repeating and repeating. Fester and fester. Okay, so Dot, our time is, is running way too quickly to an end. How do people get hold of you? Okay, they can. Uh, I have a website. Site. It's D-O-T-C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L. Dot com. So it's .campbell.com. But I always have to spell it because people put the period dot. And then Campbell, instead of pointing the D-O-T, so they go, I can't find you anywhere. My <laughs> name's Dot. What do you mean? It's not the Dot. You know, but it's, you know, you have to be very clear. And then they can get me at, again, D-O-T at dotcampbell.com. I love it, Dot. I have loved getting to know you and spending time with you. And I can't wait to, to play with you again. Good. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. I've, I've just enjoyed this so much. Ah, oh, you're fabulous. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. 
you for taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. Please take a moment to leave a review, share it with a friend, and subscribe and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.